Hey everybody, this is Marnie Dolly Backer from First Lutheran Church Podcasts, and this is the third episode of 12 Items or Less. Today we are welcoming Paul Nesheim, who is um, many things, but I know him best as a member of First Lutheran and a father um, to two awesome uh, youth that I get to see quite a bit in youth and family. Uh, so welcome, Paul. Thanks for being here. My pleasure. <laughs> So to start off with, maybe if you could just share a little bit about yourself and your family and your life. Well, sure. Let's see. Um, I spent most of my growing up years in Southern California as the son of a Lutheran pastor. Uh, my dad was a pastor at the same church out there for 29 years, oh, wow. um, an ELCA church. And uh, my mom was, for many of those years, the director of music at the church and director of the adult choir. Um, Classic pastor's wife. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. And she was also a private voice teacher for many years. So so I was, uh, in my growing up time, steeped in, in activities in the church and, and the Christian faith uh, of the Lutheran variety. And, uh, and then, of course, just a lot of, a lot of musical musical influences as well, especially through through my mom. Um, I went to college at St. Olaf in uh, Northville, Minnesota, uh, taught for a couple of years in a small town in Iowa as the high school choir director, then did some graduate work in Arizona at both Arizona State and the University of Arizona, um, got a doctorate in choral music, and then I've had a bunch of college jobs and church jobs since then, and, um, and have most of the time been like a kid in a candy shop um, <laughs> with all the opportunities I've had to, to awesome. be in great institutions and have great students and great choir members and, and wonderful congregations, including First Lutheran. I have two fantastic kids, um, Luther, who often goes by Lute, um, who is a ninth grader at Lincoln and uh, just made the high school basketball, the ninth grade basketball team, awesome. and um, is involved in the youth group here, which she, which she really enjoys. Um, and, um, and Linnea is an eighth grader at Edison, and uh, she's an athlete too. She's into track and volleyball, and, and um, they both are uh, involved in music somewhat, uh, and some piano lessons that their dad makes them do. Um, <laughs> but their their passion right now <laughs> is athletics. Did you do any athletics growing up as well as music? Or? I did. I was uh, I was a varsity basketball player and a varsity baseball player. I was a pitcher in baseball and a center or forward in basketball. And, mm. and if you don't know, Paul's quite tall. How tall are you? I'm about six foot four. Yes. And your children are tall. As They're well. pretty tall mm. too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're first question you ask a tall person. <laughs> right, do, do you, you play, play basketball? basketball? <laughs> 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 That's funny. <laughs> All right. Um, well, you mentioned a little bit about your love of music kind of coming from maybe your mom a little bit, but what would you sort of attribute that too and what what kind of music do you love well let's see um you know i started piano lessons i didn't start till i was nine some kids start younger than that um but i sang in church choirs before that um and and i wouldn't say i had a passion for it at that point i am blessed to have had a mom that saw that i may have a future in that area Mm -hmm. And so she, um, they gave me a little break, my parents, from piano lessons when I was, I think, in middle school. Um, 
to play baseball. Um, but then I got back at it again. And then it was as I got on a little later in high school and I thought, okay, the piano thing is really exciting me right now. And so I gave it a senior piano recital. Oh. And, and uh, But it wasn't until I went to college and I heard the college choirs um, at, at St. Olaf that that I was pretty taken by that. Right. Um, I even remember one specific instance on a Sunday morning campus worship service where the St. Olaf Choir sang this beautiful hymn arrangement by Carolyn Jennings um, called Jesus Name All Names Above. And I was just particularly touched by that piece. And I, you know, if I had to point to one moment that sort of changed my direction, it was right. probably that time where I thought I could really see myself doing that uh-huh. in some way shape or form cool. for a long time so so um so that the the musical influences of my mom were Im- important and just keeping me going and and keeping me inspired to a degree but the the college experience was and that's probably why i'm teaching college now is yeah. because that was so formative for me yeah that's neat how, how did a Southern California boy end up at St. Olaf? I mean, I, I got Lutheran Southern California boy, <laughs> but still, it is a little cold up here. Well, we had we did have Midwest roots. Okay. Um, my mom grew up in Iowa. My dad grew up in Wisconsin. My dad went to Luther. My mom went to St. Olaf, ah. and uh, so they had you know they were they were <laughs> trying to to. Uh, Pulled me in one direction or another. <laughs> uh, between two lovers, as it right, were. Right, <laughs> yeah. So St. Olaf finally won out, although I could have been very happy at Luther, too, or or any of those other schools. But, um, but yeah, the the mom's influence won out a little bit there, and I ended up at St. Olaf and, and yeah, had a great, great experience. Awesome. Um, well, we talked a little bit about your involvement with choirs and church choirs. Um, but maybe like I'd just be curious like what it is that you you know kind of love about each of those because certainly a church choir is not always the same as a college choir. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they are the same in some ways and they are very different in some ways. Um, I've I have a fabulous time with church choirs. Uh-huh. Um, I I just the people are always so um, enthusiastic uh-huh. um, and. And willing to laugh at my jokes and and committed to week after week after week um, giving of themselves um, in a way that, you know, maybe there aren't a lot of immediate rewards to doing that. Um, you know, you hope that the musical experience that they have is a reward. Certainly the chance to share the gospel of Jesus Christ in song is, you know, I think that's that's rewarding for for members of church choirs. Um, but yet there, there's so many sacrifices that church choir members make and that inspires me just to know what they're giving up to be able to come and be a part of this experience together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, that fuels just some enthusiasm in me to, to try to make it you know, the best experience that it can be for them, for the people that will, we hope, be led and inspired in worship um, by what we do together. And um, so I just... I. I've just always loved the church, and of course, growing up in it, just uh, it just feels like home to me to to be in that role. Um, and then the the college choir, you know, the there are there are ways there are things you can do with a college choir that you know maybe you can't do with every church choir um, in terms of uh, uh, the types of music you can do, um, and um, and the the types of experiences that we have, you know, where we. Um, get to travel um, a fair amount, travel overseas and around the country and, and, um, and p- 
put on things like Augustana Christmas Vespers that we just got done with recently. Um, and and college students are are motivating to me too. You know, they're it's a great time in their lives where they're they're just stepping into that role as an adult and learning what it's all about and and bringing a bringing their own level of enthusiasm for for this and discovering. They're disco- you know, I, that was how it was for me. I was discovering. Yeah what it is to make music at that kind of level um and and it was college where that happened for me and i see that in in how they react to to what we do and yeah so yeah so but it's all it all comes down to the beauty of music and and the joy of people doing it together sure fantastic well i i noticed about this about you right when you first um came to to sioux falls and first lutheran and I just enjoy watching you conduct so much because you do it with such joy. Like, you know, sometimes people are very serious when they conduct. And I always feel like this past Sunday we had a big Advent uh, Christmas choral Sunday. And when you turn around to conduct the congregation, I'm like, he's so happy. Like, it just <laughs> makes you want to sing. Like, so I really appreciate that about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's nice to hear. It's I, it's pretty genuine. It, it, uh, yes, it, does, it seems genuine. It does fire me up. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so clearly, well, oh, I wanted to ask a quick another music question. So um, sacred choral music, very important to you. Any like secular music that you like listening to? Like, do you ever listen to the radio that's not NPR? Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> it's funny. I had a I had a colleague once who was a wonderful organist. Um, his name was Peter Nygaard, a church organist, and he taught organ at Concordia. And I... I commented to him one day about, you know, asking if he was going to come to a concert later that day. And he said, no, I'm, I'm not coming. He said, I don't really like listening to music. <laughs> and, and I'm not, I'm not that way. But, but at the same time, yeah, I, I, I spend so much time making music mm. in other ways that I don't listen to music oh, on the radio a lot. Isn't that funny? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but, and, but when I do, I, 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 um, there are there are some Christian contemporary things that I like to hear once in a while. Uh-huh. Um, there are certainly, I mean, yeah, I listen to public radio types of things <laughs> quite a bit, and so there's you know there's uh, I mean no Beethoven symphonies and <laughs> and uh, Brahms symphonies and those kinds of things that are sure. always always wonderful to hear. But but um, yeah, I'm kind of you're not jamming you know, out to the Beatles or Pink or something at home. Not really, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm getting a visual. I'm kind of a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> Choir nerds, they are the best kind of nerds. <laughs> Speaking from experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, just shifting gears a little bit um, to our faith in our homes. And part of my role here at First Lutheran, as you know, is to help families share faith at home and and um, help them to understand that, that our faith is not something that just happens when we're here on Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights, that sort of thing. Um, so how do you all share faith at home with one another? Um, and is it similar to the way you grew up, or do you think it's different? Well, I'm sure it's different in, in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we especially when the kids were younger, um, we were very intentional about, you know, we, we went through that devotion book that we got from First Lutheran uh, <laughs> quite a few times, yeah. uh, just getting those Bible stories in, in their heads. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we just you know loved that kind of thing and and the resource i'm thinking about was just so well written and so so beautifully always pointing toward mm-hmm. toward the the central gospel message mm-hmm. uh, of christ's christ's sacrifice and and death and resurrection and and um so i think you know that was that was i think a part of of faith formation for us was was the the nightly uh devotions we we still do them. We're not, I confess not as regularly. <laughs> so I've been little a single in high single dad the last <laughs> few years, and so it's gotten a little bit a little bit busier for us. But um, but one thing that that has always stayed with us is is uh, bedtime prayer time, mm-hmm. and and um, we have uh, we have a little ritual that uh, began decades ago with um, my former wife's mother, my kid's grandma who sang a little song to them um, at bedtime, which we just used in Augustana Christmas Vespers because oh. it fit our theme so beautifully. Are you going to sing a little <clears throat> bit for us? Oh, okay. <clears throat> it goes, um, Jesus, tender shepherd, hear me. Bless thy little lamb tonight. Through the darkness be thou near me. Keep me safe till morning light. Oh, that's Amen. Oh, and, and that's you sing th- that before bed? <clears throat> we sing that before bed every night. We still do. So, so grandma used to sing that to their mom, and then their mom would sing that to them, or we, or we sure. would. And so it just continues to do that. And Linnea especially continues to to <laughs> welcome that. Yes. Um, and um, yeah, it's <laughs> a, not jumping up and down going, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, sing me the song again. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, that's that's just uh, sometimes just those little rituals too. Really I mean, it's is. like our like our liturgy in church. You mm-hmm. know, the the litur- the rituals, the faith rituals you have at home stick right. with people. Just yeah, like, it uh, really something simple. I mean, as a song or a prayer. I mean, that those are what stick with I think our children yeah. for years and years. I mean, obviously, as your wife, you know, learned from her mom and you know that sort of thing. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's a really neat. Tradition. Yeah. So, but we're we're also just very grateful for what First Lutheran offers them, um, you know, with your leadership and and others that that um, keep faith central for them. And so, a big part of my job is making sure they get here. here. <laughs> Thanks for that plug, Paul. Make sure you don't cut that out. Okay. <laughs> um, so, how would you see? I mean, obviously, you work at Augustana University and you work at First Lutheran. So, perhaps um, it's a little. Um, obvious of an answer I don't know but how do you see faith playing a role in your life um, day to day yeah that's one of the the benefits I look at it as a benefit of my my work as a choir director Mm -hmm. is I am I am consistently um, exposed to uh, words of faith Mm -hmm. um, in music coupled with music and of course, Martin Luther himself thought that's just the best way you can present it is right. through music, yeah. um, and uh, so I get to do that every day. And and um, and I think with my with my university choir, well, with, with all the choirs, I think um, the opportunity we have to explore why a composer set a text a particular way. What is it about what this text means to us that might have made the composer? Mm-hmm write it with that kind of tempo or that dynamic or or um or you know what what could have motivated the composer to do that and you it's not always obvious um but but as you sit and just think about the music um it it opens up um 
an opportunity to get into a composer's mind a little bit, um, but also to maybe give us a new um, new outlook on what that text means. Mm -hmm. um, a, a musician's insight into what a text means right. uh, can, can, I think, inform our faith. And so I, I consider it a gift to, just for my own faith to be able to explore music and, and, uh, and those texts together. Um, and then if I have an opportunity to share that with, with my singers, which I often do, um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's again, what, part of what motivates me to, to want to be, be in this business. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. Um, so with that in mind also, I guess, what is one of your favorite Bible verses or stories and why do you love it? Uh, boy, I, I, um, probably have to have to come down to if i had to pick a favorite it probably would be john three sixteen. Mm -hmm. um it's it's the gospel in a nutshell it is and um and there are you know there are times where where i might might be in a particular experience where i i want to hear that message and it doesn't always come through in one way or another in one place or another um and and i would kind of go back to that that single verse in in my own mind and say no this is this is what it's all about right um uh, god so loved the world that he gave his only son and um and then there are wonderful musical settings of that um that that um again are set so appropriately the one the one we oftentimes go back to in church choirs is a, a setting by john stainer which was a part of his requiem <clears throat> and a lot of church church members i think would be familiar with that particular setting of that verse um but it just beautifully, beautifully uh, captures the the whole spirit of that of that text. I think in the way that's set. But but um, now I forgot what the rest of your question was. Oh, just why you loved it. And you, I think you explained. Oh, okay. It. Yeah, well, you did it. <laughs> uh, we were sort of joking about this before. I was explaining that this isn't like a deeply theological podcast. Uh, but that we still talk about Jesus. So we were kind of <laughs> chuckling about that. But so my next question is definitely about Jesus. And what do you know about Jesus? <sighs> what do I know about Jesus? What a great question. Um, I know that Jesus uh, is the Son of God, um, truly God, truly human, um, and and cares deeply and loves deeply the whole the whole creation all every single one of us um there's a lot about jesus that is a mystery mm -hmm. that's hard to fathom hard to comprehend um that i know you know we're seeing through a glass dimly right now um that we'll know more once we see him face to face but but um but i know that ultimately because of jesus we have this promise of being the children of god in this world and for eternity mm -hmm. and there there's so many aspects of the christian message that are so important about service and about um <clears throat> about love for one another and and um but when it comes down to it for me um and having lost my wife a few years ago um to cancer and my dad the same same week if i hadn't had that that assurance that Jesus died for all of us and and ultimately is going to welcome us home to that everlasting everlasting um, 
kingdom. You know, how, I wonder how do people get through those times mm-hmm. if they don't have that that assurance that mm-hmm. that that's what what um, ultimately what Jesus came to Earth to to give us is 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 eternal acceptance into mm-hmm. His family. So, yeah. yeah, you can really tell what a gift that is. You know, for us as <coughs> believers, when something difficult really difficult happens in our lives and we lose someone and I lost my mom a year ago and and I'm it is sad like you know I it makes you sad but also you can just it is such a comfort like to know that she's taken care of you know and and to not have that would just be would make it all the worse because yeah 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 it's just it's the best news in the whole world (laughs) (laughs) indeed indeed Okay, I should have maybe asked this song earlier or question earlier when we were talking about music, but um, and maybe I don't know what it is, but is there a song that is on your mind today that speaks to you? And I imagine for you, this probably changes frequently. <laughs> 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 but is there one that just sort of is like might pop into your head? Uh, boy, that's a good question. Um, as you were asking me that question, I still had the Jesus Tender Shepherd that's going, what I was, going I was like, through my mind. Mary, he's going to say that prayer song, which would be fine because that's such a that people can rewind the podcast and teach it to themselves. <laughs> yeah, no, usually the one of the last things I mention is what ends up going, and I do have just kind of nonstop when I, I just, it's it's not conscious in my mind, but but if somebody asks me, you know, is there a song going through your head right now? There almost always is. Oh, that's and, interesting. Yeah, and that. That was when you asked that question. <laughs> that was still happening exactly. in my head. That's awesome. So yeah, but um, yeah, imagine like even like words. Sometimes someone says a word, and you automatically go to a song, you know, or think yeah. that, think that way. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, so yeah, for for a while it was. Um, there's a, a composer out of Iowa named Elaine Hagenberg, um, and she uh, about five years ago. It was it was read right about the time of of my wife's not long after her her death that I came across this piece of hers called All Praise to Thee. It's a paraphrase of Martin Luther. Um, and um, now that I'm thinking about it, I won't be able to say the last line, but <laughs> but it's a it's about Christ coming to earth so that um, he will bring us from earth to heaven. Mm. And and it's set with this just gorgeous um, gorgeous tune and and harmonization and um and i there was a recording online and i would sit and listen to that piece over and over again mm-hmm. just because that yeah. that was the song that i wanted on my heart right then um and um and she was and i i, I got a chance to see her at a, at a choral convention a couple of years after that and i i told her how much that piece had meant to mm-hmm. me and and that was that was pretty special to be able to share with her what For you know sure. what what her music had, oh, yeah, what had, had meant to me and and yeah so so yeah it's it's something different all the time i guess <laughs> that's awesome um, okay. Uh, what would you uh, like to be remembered for? Oh boy. Um, I guess maybe, wow, that's a good question. Um, as someone who was the best dad he could be, um, uh, in my role as a choir director, I guess, as somebody who tried to facilitate others' um, joy of music, mm. 
and my dream of being remembered as a really great golfer is going away pretty fast. I don't <laughs> think I'm ever going to get there, but <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, my my kids are so important to me that if they if they someday can say, okay, he wasn't that bad a dad. <laughs> Give him a couple of years. <laughs> I guess I'll I'll take that. <laughs> awesome. Well, as I, I mentioned, our podcast is called Twelve Items or Less, which is often at the grocery store or Target or somewhere we get to go through the shorter line. Sometimes mm-hmm. the shorter line <laughs> if you have less items. Um, and so uh, I don't know. This isn't necessarily happening at the grocery store, but I was thinking about you know our work together in church and and where that often leads us and it seems like to a potluck uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was wondering if you have something that you like to bring for a potluck like do you have a go-to item that you always bring or oh wow um considering my abilities at at preparing food <laughs> um well I'll tell you the last time I went to a potluck I brought a fruit salad Ooh, I did now I I went to the grocery store and I bought those pre-made you know they're <laughs> all pre-cut the, the berries are in there and the everything's pre-cut and the pineapple but it's healthy and i dumped a couple together in a bowl and and i and presentation is and pre- yes my presentation was exquisite i think we might be on the yeah. same level of cooking <laughs> <laughs> but i've also been known to bring chips so i'm 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 not a not a, <laughs> i'm with you not You're a doing good example of how i to, love everything you just said how so. to contribute to a potluck <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Paul, for visiting with us today. And it's just wonderful to hear um, different people's um, sort of answers to these questions and and sort of how God continues to play such a a major, um, you know, part in our lives. Well, thanks for asking. (laughs) Yes. Thank you all for joining us for this episode of 12 Items or Less on the First Lutheran Podcast. Be sure and join us next time.